On this episode, we talk about why you can't stick to a meal plan. What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you so much once again for tuning into the Fitners Podcast. My name is Tony, your trainer and host, as always. Super excited that you guys have decided to give us a little bit of your day. A couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there, whether it's through the podcast, through our videos, our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, wherever it is that you plug in to Nerd Nation. Thank you so much for doing so. Today, guys, I'm super excited about our show because we're going to be addressing a topic that comes up a lot. I have been getting a lot of questions on social media from all sorts of people at different fitness levels that are trying to get to the next level. And so today we're going to answer a question that I did a YouTube video about that a lot of people responded positively to, but I wanted to go a little bit more in depth in the podcast because obviously it's tough to go really in uh, in depth on some topics through an Instagram story or a Snapchat post or things of that nature. So I really like to use the podcast as kind of my vehicle to talk about things more in depth. But before we jump into that, guys, I do want to give a huge, huge shout out to our show sponsor, Su- Supreme Sports Enhancements. Big fan of one of their products that's called Humanotropin. I know that's a mouthful, but Humanotropin is an HGH enhancer. It's a phenomenal product. And for me personally, some of the things that it has done, first of all, it has helped me to sleep like a baby. All right, one of the things that HGH is known for is to help you have better sleep, to help you dream more, which means that you're getting into more of a deep sleep and things of that nature. So Humanotropin for me has been phenomenal. They also have a lot of other products, Lipotherm Elite, which is their fat burner. I've seen a lot of people have success on that, especially when it comes to water retention. Lipotherm Elite has given people massive results when it comes to eliminating that water retention, eliminating that soft spongy look that a lot of people have and obviously helps with uh, the fat burning as well. So head over to ssenhancements.com. You can get 20% off if you use the promo code FITNERDS20. So check it out. They have phenomenal products. Whatever it is that you're looking to do, they have the answer. So again, head over to ssenhancements.com and enter the promo code FITNERDS20 for 20% off all of your performance enhancing supplements and let's get it done. So let's jump into our topic today and I want to read the question right just as it was sent to me and it was sent to me and it says, quote, I'm depressed being fat but I love food too much. How the hell do you guys stay dedicated to eating clean? I always do good for a day or two and fall off the bandwagon, close quote. So this is extremely common. And as I've mentioned in the past, nutrition is the game, right? If you mess up your meal plan, if you mess up your nutrition, it doesn't really matter what you do in the gym, you're not going to get results, right? And I feel like a lot of people in today's day miss that. 
because and and it's obvious because I have a ton of friends who spend hours in the gym and they look fat. They, they, they still look puffy. They're still overweight. Even if they're going to the gym, they're still overweight, right? They don't have abs at all. They're still flabby. They're still, you know, pudgy. And that's not healthy, especially for men that have fat around that belly area, that visceral fat, that, that, that deep visceral belly area fat. That stuff is super, super dangerous. It's highly inflammable. It can create a ton of problems for men. And I see it a lot. I see it a lot. And what that tells me is that these guys that are spending all this time in the gym are not backing it up by their habits in the kitchen. And as you know, abs are made in the kitchen. And so I want to address this point to help you and give you some pointers and kind of a mentality shift so that you can have success where so many other people are failing, right? And so here we really want to get in depth as to what happens in your brain when you think about certain foods. I had this exact same problem that this question poses, you know, jumping on a meal plan, jumping on a diet, trying to eat clean, maybe doing it for a couple of days and then falling off. It's normal. It's natural. Okay. It's, I mean, this stuff isn't easy. If you, if you take a survey of the 7 billion people in the world, right? And then how many people have abs? How many people have six pack abs? It's a ridiculously tiny percentage, right? Because it's not easy by any means, but for me, what helped me to get there and what helped me to finally see food in the right light, in the right context, was switching something that's called my neuroassociation to food. Let me explain what that is. A neuroassociation is something that your, that your brain pairs with a certain experience, a certain thing, a certain activity. So for a lot of people... It's a simple example, right? A lot of people avoid exercise because that exercise comes with a neuroassociation of pain. And so we as human beings are designed by nature to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So when we associate exercise to pain, naturally we're going to try and avoid it, right? It makes sense. And that's why it's really difficult for people to stick to an exercise program because they have this negative neuroassociation that exercise equals pain. For those of us who have had some success in the gym, we've been able to switch that to a neuroassociation that says exercise equals progress, exercise equals good results, exercise equals energy, exercise equals positive things. And that's the reason why we can go to the gym every day. If we still had the neuroassociation that exercise equals something negative like pain, we probably wouldn't be nearly as consistent as we've been able to be. The exact same thing happens with food, but in reverse, right? Instead of giving it a negative neuroassociation like we do to exercise, a lot of us associate certain foods with positive emotions. Right? Think of your favorite food, whether that's ice cream or cookies or pizza or whatever food it is that when you think about a diet, you're like, crap, I do not want to let that go. That's going to be so hard to let that go. For me personally, it's chocolate chip cookies and movie theater popcorn. Okay, those two things for me 
are like my favorite things in the world. And so I want you to think about that food, whatever it is that you say, crap, that's going to be so hard to get rid of. And ask yourself why. And always, every time, the reason why it's hard to let go of these foods is because you are associating that food with pleasure. You're associating it with happiness, joy, it tastes good, it makes me happy, all these sorts of things. And so the reason why a lot of people jump off the bandwagon when it comes to a meal plan and the reason why I for a long time jumped off the bandwagon of meal plans was because I still had this positive neuro association to foods that were detrimental to my progress. Right? And in many cases, I had a negative neuro association with the foods that I should be eating, like chicken breasts and brown rice and things of that nature. You know, I, I would always tell myself, brown rice doesn't taste like anything. It's just plain. Chicken breast, same thing. It's dry. It's gross. You know, eating the same thing every day is boring and things of that nature. So when you have those negative emotions attached to good foods, and you maintain the positive emotions attached to bad foods, you're never going to be able to stick to a meal plan, ever. It's not going to happen. And whatever success you do have, it's just pure force of will. And number one, you're probably not going to last very long. And number two, you're not going to see very good results. Okay, Because even though you're forcing yourself to stick to this meal plan, your brain doesn't like it. Your body doesn't like it because it still thinks that it's a bad thing. So how do we fix this problem? And what I answered to this particular person in our conversation was that this was the first step. And we need to get to a place where we see food for what it really is. And my online trainer right now is Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, for those of you that don't know, is one of the most recognized bodybuilders in the entire world. He's been Mr. Olympia multiple times. He's one of the faces of bodybuilding, just a phenomenal specimen. And he talks about nutrition and he, he, he talks about food. And when he talks about food, he has a very interesting perspective as to how he looks at food and how he views food. And when you ask him what his favorite food is, he says, I don't have a favorite food. If you ask me what I like, to eat. There's, there's really nothing that I, I like to eat. I see food as a tool. I see food as fuel, as a resource to get me from point A to point B. I don't find pleasure in any sorts of foods. I just eat what I need to eat and that's it. I do it because I know that that's good for me and that's where it ends, right? Now, that's kind of an extreme way to look at it, albeit he is a professional bodybuilder, a competitive bodybuilder. So many of us may not get to that point where we don't really see food as any sort of pleasure. We just see it as a tool or as a resource. That would be the ideal. But for most of us, we just have to be able to see it in its correct light and understand that food is information. Food is a tool. It is a resource to get us to the places where we need to go. And I have a, a super clear example of this. And this is also something that I've been talking about on my social media, if you've been following me, but it's the neuro association with soda. A lot of people are addicted to soda. I know tons of people who are addicted to soda. And the reason why they're addicted to soda, quite frankly, and simply is because they still see it as something delicious, something that gives them energy. It just tastes so good. It's so hard to get rid of. 
and it's impossible for them. But for me and for a lot of people that I've worked with, it's not hard not to drink soda because we know what it actually does. We know the damage that it does to your body. We know that it's a toxin for your liver, a toxin for your kidneys, and we understand the negative results that it's going to have on our health. So when we look at a can of soda, it's not even really attractive at all because we understand the harm that it's going to do. So that's where that switch of neuroassociation comes in because now we don't see soda as something attractive because we know what it does. It's the same thing that we have to do with pizza and bagels and muffins and cake and ice cream and popcorn and chips and all of these foods that seem so difficult to let go of, we have to understand that they're going to harm us. They're not something positive at all. And once you understand that and you, you switch that thought process so that when you look at a cheeseburger, you're not thinking, oh, that looks so good. You're simply thinking, Man, that is going to destroy me if I eat it. That's where the progress really comes. So step one is always going to be to fix the neuroassociations. Fix what you think of when you see something. And again, this works both sides. Whether it's nutrition or it's exercise, those two things, by nature, we have them flipped. We have them in the wrong order. We see Exercise is something painful, something difficult, something hard. It's going to make me sore. I'm not going to be able to get up in the morning. I'm going to be in pain. My back's going to hurt. My knees are going to hurt. And it's just too much. It's too much. That's why a lot of people fall off the fitness train. And again, when we talk about nutrition, we are enjoying or seeking pleasure, seeking joy in the wrong things. Absolutely in the wrong things. And so my... Biggest recommendation for you would be to take a piece of paper right now and write down your favorite foods. Whatever, whatever it is, if it's mac and cheese, if it's pizza, whatever it is, your absolute favorite food. Okay, And then ask yourself sincerely, is this good for me or is this bad for me? And be honest with yourself. And then write down why. For example, if you love Dr. Pepper, right? It's just, it's your thing. You love it so much. You don't know how you're ever going to let it go. Understand that Dr. Pepper makes you fat. It just does. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no way around it. Dr. Pepper makes you fat. I write that in big, bold letters. Dr. Pepper makes me fat. Coke makes me fat. Mountain Dew makes me fat. Pizza makes me fat. Cake makes me fat. Muffins, cookies, whatever it is, write it down. Not because I'm telling you to, but because it's true. Because that's actually what it does to your body. This isn't something that I'm making up. This isn't something that I'm trying to convince you of. All right? These things are harmful to your health. Understand that, internalize it, swallow it, digest it, so that you can switch, flip that switch to not even think about these things because you know what they're doing to your body. Okay? And so, once you have this list, every single time that you look at that Dr. Pepper, right? Think about that. This is going to make me fat. 
And I promise you that if you train yourself to do this, it might not be right off the bat, it might not be immediate, but if you can train yourself to look at it in that light, it's going to seem less attractive over time. And not only is it going to seem less attractive over time, eventually you're not even going to think about it. You're not. And I know this because I've lived it myself. And if you do choose on some occasion to have a brownie or to have a cookie, you're not doing it out of ignorance. You know what it's going to do. And if you make that conscious choice and you know, you know what, I'm going I'm to eat this, I'm going to have to go and work it off in the gym and I'm willing to do so, then that's fine. But at least you're making a conscious choice. Nobody's making it for you and you're not just living in ignorance. Okay, so that would be my biggest recommendation when it comes to sticking to a meal plan. Also, not only that, but you have to make sure that you're on the right meal plan, which is something that I'll talk about later because there's so many different kinds of diets. I'm going to make an entire video series about uh, the ketogenic diet, high carb versus high fat, how that correlates, how, you know, the, the, the different effects of the different foods, what foods make your body do what, what do carbs do, what do proteins do, what do fats do, because remember that food is information. Everything that you put in your mouth is a message that you're sending your body. So we're going to talk more about what that message is and why it backfires so, so much. This is why we have so many people that are overweight. This is why two, two out of every three Americans are overweight or obese because we're sending our body the wrong messages by the things that we're putting in our mouth, by the things that we're eating, that we're consuming. And so knowledge is power. I've always said this. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you understand, the more you recognize, the more conscious you are, the better decisions you can make. And there are people out there that believe that they're making the right choices, that believe that they're making healthy, conscious decisions, but they're not. And it's not always their fault because of things like false advertising, products that are labeled incorrectly, companies that flat out lie to you to your face. It's not always your fault, but again, knowledge is power. So I made another video about the the terrible naked lie. And I talked a little bit about naked drinks, and I won't get too in detail about that in today's episode, but the gist of it is everything that is quote-unquote healthy isn't always healthy. So we have to learn these things, know what to look for, what not to look for, and that's really what the Fit Nerds Podcast is all about. It's about knowledge. It's about becoming conscious. If I can influence one person to think twice the next time they're about to pick up a Twinkie, and put the Twinkie down and go for a healthier choice, then my purpose is served. That's the whole reason why I study what I study. That's the whole reason for my degree. That's the whole reason for this show, for the videos, for everything. It's to help people make better choices. All right? But again, you have to consciously work at changing your thought process, changing how you see food, how you look at food, your relationship with food. Is food a pleasure center? Is food something that you go to in your time of boredom or depression or sadness or anger? Or is it what it should be, which is fuel for your body and a resource and a tool to create the result that you want physically? So ask yourself that question. What do I do when I'm bored? Do I eat 
What do I do when I'm sad? Do I eat? Do I have I ever told myself that if I'm sad and I eat some ice cream, I'm gonna feel better? Some people actually believe that. That's again these neuro associations that we're talking about. So I hope that this was a helpful episode for you guys. I hope that we can start to understand the thought process that happens, what's happening within our brain when we look at or think about certain foods and change that. I've seen people do it, guys. It's possible. I know it is. I've seen it time and time and time again. I've gone through this process myself and it takes some time. It takes some effort. It takes some consciousness, but you can do it. I promise you that you can do it and your your health will be better for it. Your life will be better for it and you'll just feel better. You'll live longer. You'll have more energy. You'll be able to look in the mirror and actually like what you see. And that's what this is all about, guys. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit Nerds Podcast. Please feel free to share this episode with your friends, with people that need to hear this, with that person that you know that's addicted to cake or addicted to soda or addicted to brownies or that person that has their naked drink every single day because they think that it's healthy. Share this podcast with that person. Tag them in the comments so that they can get this. Trust me, that's the best thing that you can do for him. If your dad loves Krispy Kreme donuts and he has to have them every day with his coffee, tag him in the comments right now. Tag him in the comments so that he can listen to this episode. Keep sending us your questions, guys. You can do so through email at fitnerdsutah at gmail.com. You can also do it through Instagram at, at the Tony the Trainer. You can do it through our Facebook page, Tony the, Tony the Trainer. Uh, you can find me anywhere, basically. Okay, you can find me on Snapchat, Tony ALA20, and I am available to answer your questions. Thank you so much, and have a fantastic day. Till next time.